IWEP Network. It's in the pod. Well, let's uh, take an item that started exclusively with them. How do you guys feel about Baja Blast? Overrated, underrated? Uh, no opinion. What is a Baja Blast? <laughs> All right, this has been a great interview. We'll be right back. <laughs> Welcome back, I'm Mario. Welcome back, I'm Chris. We're two Diablo friends talking about the things we like, tackling a plethora of subjects, telling stories instead of going to therapy, and hoping you'll laugh the pain away with us. If you are listening right now, um, next week and last week, we we did an episode of Welcome Back called Welcome Back Talk, where we just, you know, talked. And uh, we had fun, we talked about silly dumb things, a lot of toilet talk, that just happens. Um, So if you're interested in listening to that, check it out. Um, Like I said, in seven days and seven days ago, we probably posted an episode. Today though, we are welcoming you to pull up a chair to our conversation with Mother Lion. Welcome back, we're Mother Lion. It was creepy good. It was so (laughs) good. Great great job. job. Come play with us. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, that happens way too often. Way too often. Like it doesn't even phase us anymore. (laughs) (laughs) So Mother Lion is uh, a pair of musical artists that we know that are currently doing music under the name Mother Lion. And uh, so I wanted to, to begin with how we know each other. And we go back to Valley Forge. Mm-hmm. Good old music majors. What, what? Were you a music major, Faith? No, I was a general ed. <laughs> oh, okay, cool, cool. Did you know that I wasn't a music major? Wait, I thought you were. Joke's on you. Nope, youth ministry. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot of people did because I was, you know, I did choir and stuff. So people just assumed I was in that crowd. But uh, this is for that money, right? The scholarship, the only way to maintain that's it. That's right. That's right. It was also awesome. Being in a choir like that was super, super fun. I miss it, honestly. It was so fun. Oh, my goodness. Me too. So um, that is kind of a beginning that uh, we didn't say your names, but Vanessa and Faith. So Vanessa, I I did some time in choir. Did some time. Um, I spent some time in choir with Vanessa and uh, a bunch of other amazing artists. And then Faith and I did some work in the theater department together. And that was super fun as well. So I know you guys as artists, and I think that's one of the reasons that like I have been so interested in Mother Lion and what you guys are doing, and that is why we are here today as well. Cool. Mario, did you have anything to add? We went to the same school. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think I did go to your senior recital, though. Oh, did you? I think I, think I did uh, uh, either check out part of it or was there for it. I can't. I do remember seeing you up on the stage for that part, as well as with all the... Uh, the travel teams you were on, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep, yep. I was on Chosen for two years, yeah. Well, it wasn't a big school, so we were always that is everyone's true. bound to interact somehow. Yeah. That is true. <laughs> yep. So uh, we found your band. I found Mother Lion through my wife, actually. I think you guys know Sam is a super fan. Oh of yeah, Mother she's Lion. amazing. <laughs> we love her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. And uh, she has spread that throughout her family as well. Her mom listens. Her sister listens. Amazing. Um, so. <laughs> And me. And, you know, she has made us uh, a, a household of Mother Lion fans. And so that's how we came across your music. And um, the project, which we're going to talk about a little bit later, um, the project of putting a song out every week for the beginning of the year. And so I can't wait to talk about that and where that came from. But before we do, Mario, where are we going? We're hopping over to some underrated, overrated. So what we're going to do is we're going to pose a couple, a couple two-tree options a couple of subjects you guys where uh you guys are going to tell us if this thing is overrated or underrated or the very elusive properly rated <laughs> so we're going to start off with uh kittens are kittens Kitten. overrated or are they underrated Kitten. 
gelatins. Oh, I feel like it's just, it depends on who you ask. Some people overrate them and some people underrate them. It's true. But I think kittens are properly rated. I think generally people love kittens. Yeah, I, I want to say they're overrated, but I just remember being in a room full of kittens and I was a puddle. So. And also kittens are great. different from cats, right? So oh, kittens oh, oh, are like the most precious form yeah. of feline. <laughs> I love yeah. it. How about uh, some artists transcend, you know, their their genres, their everything. They, they become something different than the other artists. They're on a different plane. Um, so what do you think about Taylor Swift? Underrated or overrated? Oh, uh, oh I love those faces. I love those faces. So I have a lot of respect for her. Mm. She's an incredible songwriter. I mean, she's done it all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think she's overrated. I think she's overrated. <laughs> hey, did you see the doc? Did you see uh, Miss Americana? Is that what it's called? Oh, no. No, I've never seen oh. it. Maybe we'll be like diehard Taylor Swift fans. Because that's what happened with Billie that. Eilish. We liked Billie Eilish, and then we watched the documentary. Now we love Billie take, Eilish. I would take a bullet that. for that girl now. <laughs> that's probably going to happen with Taylor Swift. So It's almost like they're made to make you feel a certain way. Exactly. They're just manipulative. Absolutely. Don't worry. I love falling in love with people. I'll fall in love with Taylor, Taylor Swift. That's a good point. point. That's great. That's, that's a good, good point. point. I'll do it. How about uh, the classic chicken sandwich, Chick-fil-A? How do you guys feel about Chick-fil-A? Overrated, underrated? Ooh, overrated. Yeah. Oh, I, 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 I will devour a good Chick-fil-A sandwich, but I think they are overrated. It's because they're not properly balanced. Like, if you had, mm. it's too mm-hmm. much chicken. Mm-hmm. The okay. chicken to everything else ratio is yeah. not quite there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I just heard well, Chris's heart. Silly. You just sound Chris, you're making a perfect example of the Chick-fil-A <laughs> cult that just loves Chick-fil-A, eats Chick-fil-A I'm every all day. On that. They wish it was open Sunday, but praise them for being closed. <laughs> oh, wait, but Chick-fil-A sauce? Underrated. Okay. Underrated. Yes. See, I also make the dis- distinction between the sandwich and the overall experience. I recently had the Burger King Chicking sandwich. Very, very good. Burger King, mostly horrible. <laughs> I don't know Agreed. if you yep. go to Burger King a lot. <laughs> mostly horrible. Definitely not their pleasure. <laughs> right, right. But I heard they had a great chicken sandwich, so I tried it. And I was like, this one, for a second, I was like, this the sandwich itself rivals Chick-fil-A's okay. sandwich. But I went back for a second time, and I changed my mind. It's all Chick-fil-A all, all day. Mm-hmm. No question. <laughs> the overall experience that they delivered, that's that what gives true. it Man. its top rating. That is true. The mac and cheese, the waffle fries, the my pleasures. Mm-hmm. The my pleasures. That's what just puts them over the edge. <laughs> In the lane of chains, how about Starbucks? Underrated, overrated, Starbucks. Mm, properly rated. I think yeah. overrated. I love everything that Starbucks does. They're so good. <sighs> they're good. And their branding is great and their marketing is great. <laughs> they're good. But some people just have like an IV in their arm and they need <laughs> it's Starbucks. Excessive. And I'm like, that's it's a problem, people. That's a pro- yeah. I think that's overrated. You know? Are you guys coffee drinkers in general? Yes. Yeah. See, I'm not, mm. uh, but I mean, I'm into Starbucks because because people will always bring you to Starbucks and expect you to get something. So I kind of had to find a drink. So That's I true. That's so, so true. what do you get then? I get a venti vanilla sweet cream cold brew Ooh. with light ice. That sounds so good. That's great. See, come on, quality. Okay, yeah, quality. Okay. You roll up to a Starbucks window, you know what you're gonna. You know get. what's gonna be good. As coffee drinkers, is that your go-to? Or do you have a specific place that you normally hit up for coffee? Um, well, we have a local place called Ebrew. Um, that's definitely the Shout best coffee Ebrew. around Shout us. Shout out Ebrew. 
Yeah, <laughs> totally. They're awesome. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, if you're out and about, Starbucks is definitely the way to go, for sure. Reliable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and long road trips. Emily's never like, can we get coffee? She's all like, can we go to Starbucks? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. By name. She knows. How do you guys feel about Taco Bell? Overrated, underrated? Hmm. I can't remember the last time I had Taco Bell. I would say overrated. There is definitely a huge hardcore fan base that I don't understand. Yeah. I just don't. Yeah. But it's good, but I'm not going to like die for it. Yeah, I'd say overrated. Yeah. Well, let's uh, take an item that started exclusively with them. How do you guys feel about Baja Blast? Overrated, underrated? Uh, no opinion. What is a Baja Blast? <laughs> All right, this has been a great interview. We'll be right back. <laughs> it's a flavor of Mountain Dew. It's a, oh. but it was specifically at Taco Bell for forever. Yikes. I don't. I don't drink soda. Yeah, I don't drink soda either. I'm so sorry. no Ooh. opinion. Ooh. Yeah, we're not the right people to we're ask. We're seltzer. That one. We're seltzer girls. Ah, yes, La Croix. La Croix. Good We've actually tied Welcome Back to um, Taco Bell in a way. They have uh, five different flavors of sauces, and so when we rate things, we use the TBS, the Taco Bell sauce rating ah, system. Okay, okay. Well, we apologize. It's a part of the brand. <laughs> I, you don't have to apologize, but um, I will hold it against you. We might have to bleep it out. We're not sponsored by Taco Bell, but we are trying. We're trying to keep the door open, you know? All right. Um, flaming Hot Cheetos. I recently saw people make flaming hot mac and cheese with flaming hot Cheetos. Ooh. And I feel like that okay. would be fire. That makes me like flaming hot Cheetos. I think they're properly rated. They're yeah. like, they're an addictive snack. They're good. Mm-hmm. I never got into it. Mario's very into it. But we like flaming hot Cheetos, flaming okay. hot Funyuns, flaming hot Ruffles, yeah. all of it. Delicious. Oh, yeah. Give me the spice. spice. Mm-hmm. Set so my good. mouth on fire, please. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Here's one. This is we're getting some music stuff. I want to know. Do you think overrated, underrated, acapella groups? Ah, that's tricky. That is very tricky. That's Tell me very why. tricky because it depends on the genre, right? Okay. So, a lot. I, I know a lot of acapella groups that are more like classical, and I don't find Ooh. those appealing. Ooh. Mm. I don't. I find thought those you were going to go a different way. No. I prefer like really intense, like strange jazz harmonies. Mm-hmm. Mm. So if I was to hear like a really good acapella group that was like more, I don't know, jazz oriented, I feel like I would love that. Mm-hmm. But then, how do you feel about pentatonics? I like them. I think they're cool. They're very talented. Yeah. Like their arrangements, they do no all doubt. themselves. Like yeah. no that's, that. that's mind blowing. And I think they do it on like tour too. Like. They're just mm-hmm. constantly arranging in these crazy harmonies. I love them. Yeah. You have much more musical training than I do, but do you, the word madrigal music, does, would you know what that means? Yeah, so that's kind of what I'm talking about. Yeah, the classical. That you don't like? Acapel- nah. Okay. Nah, I'm so into it. I think it's, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's so, so fun. I don't know what, um, like the, um, what are the, 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 the king, the king singers? Is that a thing? The, the king singers? Maybe. I think the king singers is a thing, I think. And they do madrigal music. And I don't know, just a bunch of bros. Some of them, like, you know, covering all the parts. It's just so fun to me. Uh, we did it a lot in high school, which is honestly, it's probably a nostalgic mm-hmm. thing. But uh, I'm very into it. And and like you said, the new stuff, can it's hit or miss. Mm. Yeah, it's true. Where do uh, sea shanties fit into that? <laughs> is that a, that's, a, that's acapella, right? <laughs> like Candy. pirate songs? Uh, Organically, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we 1,000% approve. Yes, we nice. love yeah. awesome. Guys, they sang songs to do work together. <laughs> I love it. They had 
different songs with different tempos for different chores. I love it. That's genius. I tried getting it's to awesome. go at the factory, but all the guys just stare at me. <laughs> <laughs> How are you guys feeling about TikTok? Underrated TikTok. or overrated? Uh, properly rated. It is yeah. highly entertaining, but not suitable for children. I am not a fan that so many children <laughs> yeah. are in the app. No. Yes. No, no, no. Yeah, no, that's no. scary. So it's problematic. Mm-hmm. What's yeah, nice is that For You page is, is really... Like, for you. Like, my For You page doesn't look like anyone else's For You page. Yeah. Why? So what's on like, your For You page? <laughs> I can't tell you. The only person who knows what's on my page is Jake, and uh, he's sworn to secrecy. <laughs> so, how about Halloween? Underrated, overrated? Overrated. Overrated. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoy Halloween, but I'm, I'm not into the... The creepy, creepy stuff. Yeah. You know? Like, that's I enjoy a cute little ghost, but that's yeah. as far as I'll go. I've never seen Halloween decorations that aren't tacky. Ooh. That's oh, okay. point. There's, there's no classy mm. way to do Halloween. Good There's point. always, it's either tacky or, like, horrifying and disturbing. Yes. Yeah. No in between. Yeah. yeah. Mario says, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah I, I, it's it. the best thing. <laughs> <laughs> I got in some fire with uh, Chris earlier uh, this month because I rated Halloween above Christmas and he wasn't too happy with me. Mm-mm. He also rated 4th of July above Christmas, so... <laughs> 4th of July has been knocked down since, yeah. though. I had a bad experience this year. <laughs> a taste of reality. How you guys feel about Bigfoot? Overrated, underrated? I am all about all of the conspiracies ever, so yes, yes. underrated. Give me more. It's funny how loaded so many of these are. <laughs> like, like, clearly, I'm a Bigfoot guy. <laughs> I'm like scared oh, so to disagree bad. with you guys. No, no, you shouldn't. <laughs> you should disagree with us as often as possible. It's it's like my mo- life's motto. Sometimes Chris will say something and I agree with him and I'll tell him he's wrong. Just, just for the sake of it. <laughs> Makes for a good fun. podcast. I yeah. love it. So um, how about Bo Burnham? Do you know anything about Bo Burnham? And is he under I or overrated? I don't know enough about him to mm. rate him. I think the things okay. that I've seen are pretty funny, yeah. but... And he seems to be a really smart comedian. Yeah, intelligent. Like, super witty. So, like, I yeah. feel like I would respect him, but I just don't... I haven't seen enough of his content to have a real opinion about him. Start at the beginning, work your way up. Don't don't start with the latest thing. Yeah. <laughs> Do not jump in at inside. I, I heard that's like a deep yeah. dive into some... Into his psyche. And it's just like, oh, oh, Bo. <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. Bo. <laughs> oh, Bo. So, we... Um, like we said at the beginning of the episode, we just talk about things we like. And so Bo Burnham has gotten two episodes, part one and a part two, oh, because of our uh, fandom. How do you guys feel about bidets? Bidets. Okay, well, I, w- I want to love them. I want to love them. Mm-hmm. Except the only time that I've ever used them, the spray is in a not great direction. Remind me what a bidet is? We, yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't touch on that, Chris. It lines up perfect for us, but we're guys, man. So mine has, and this is such an intimate conversation. Mine has uh, two settings. So you turn it one way for me and you turn it the other way for her. Him and her. Oh. Him, him or her switches. Who knew? I'm, I'm, I'm getting from sure. context what a bidet is. <laughs> yes, yes. It's a, it's a wiping alternative, if yeah, you will. Yep, yep, I remember that now. I feel like mine only had one setting when I used it. So it was just mm-hmm. like... It's not a one-size-fits-all kind of thing. He's he's got to slide forward a little bit. (laughs) It's funny, like, some of of these things are totally random, but some of them we've been talking about recently. So bidets we've been talking about recently, because I recently got one, and it's great. How about 
yoga pants. Underrated, overrated. Mm, properly rated. It depends on the yoga pants. They're, they're mm-hmm. comfortable, but some are like you got to work out in them or they get too uncomfortable throughout the day, you know? Yeah. Oh. I have a pair where like I love working out in them, but if I wear them for too long... Or too tight. I need to just like rip those things off. <laughs> Back when I was uh, shoveling snow on the side for work, uh, my my secret hack to staying warm is underneath my regular pants to steal a pair of Emily's yoga pants for that extra layer of warmth. Genius, smart. They have fleece lined yoga pants. Ooh, yeah, perfection. Yeah. How do you guys feel about motorcycles? Overrated, underrated? I don't know how I feel. If you had asked me that a year ago, I'd have been like, "Oh my gosh, they're underrated. They're amazing. I love them. I want one." Ooh. And I don't know. In the last year, I've heard of too many people having near-death experiences with it's motorcycles. True. I'm like, mm. "It's yeah. true." Yeah, Chris is waiting on his. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's got the bike. He hasn't had the near-death experience yet. Not yet. I would love to own a motorcycle one day, but I know that my rule would only to be like in rural areas with it. I don't think yeah. I could do metropolitan areas with it. So that's my own personal rule, but we love motorcycles. We mm. just, it's, it's a little dangerous. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. And I got a long list of rules from my wife when I got my motorcycle. That's yeah. cool. That I mostly follow. <laughs> she told me I had to go under the speed limit for like a year or something. Like, come on. That, that's it's hard. Just un- it's unsafe. That's hard. Uh, it is unsafe. unsafe. Who does She wants you to get hit, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How about, we've talked about a couple other artists. Um, Olivia Rodrigo, underrated, overrated. Oh. Um, rated i think she's doing a great job of speaking to her generation through song her yeah. technique is great her songwriting's great i i feel like she's not trying too hard to be anybody she's not which i think is cool mm. so yeah i think she's properly rated i think she deserves all the hype i like her how old is she do you know off the top of your head oh i have no idea i want to say like 18 it's I uh, think she young. is, yeah, because yeah, I'm pretty sure she was a junior in high school last year. Yeah, I think she's young. Yeah. <laughs> Woof. Uh, that doesn't really inform my under or over rating, but it's just sad. To, it just makes me sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's interesting how, like, she is speaking to her generation, but you got, like, 30-something-year-olds jamming out as if they're yeah. still in high school. <laughs> good song. It, it, it slaps. It's yeah. good stuff. And she catches a lot of heat from it, too, from that age group, you know, like, I don't know. It's just when you're that young, putting yourself out there in that way, it's just so risky to me. I don't know. And we've seen it be really painful to a lot of people. Yeah, that's true. I just think about how emotional I was as a teenager. It's like, I get it. I get it. Like, you want to self-express. You want to put your whole life out there. You want people to understand you. So, yeah. I think she's doing a great job. I also wrote, but no one else saw it. (laughs) That's probably (laughs) the best way to go. (laughs) Um, And... Childhood stars is a really great transition that I accidentally just made. <laughs> to our last one, hashtag free Britney. Overrated, underrated. Oh, man. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't really know what I'm rating because I definitely know that she deserves to be free mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Because the whole conservatorship just seems crazy to me. Ridiculous. Insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, her as an artist, I think she's also amazing. I don't. I don't care for her voice. So properly rated. Yeah. That's properly what it rated. Like we're saying. <laughs> I just don't know yeah. what to rate. We're just getting it out there, you know. Because listen, our our um, female listenership is about ten percent, and so we often bring up. He's rounding up. Brittany. He's he's rounding up. <laughs> <laughs> and that is our only ploy to get more female listeners. Yeah, we're trying. I mean, we talk about. We're genuinely. We talk about you know 
motorcycles and Taco Bell. We're really trying to get that female audience. audience. It's all about the brand. <laughs> so that was a that was a fun little uh, opening game, and uh, we're excited for where the rest of this conversation is going to go. But first, uh, let's uh, take a little break. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. Do it. Say it. Oh, we'll be right back. We'll be right back. <laughs> you nailed it. <laughs> We have a um, a bachelorette viewing party at my home here soon. Should have been should have been one of our underrated overrated. Oh, underrated for sure. <laughs> we are we are too committed to the bachelorette. Yeah, we love that this this season. <laughs> it's what a horrifying cultural phenomenon. I love it. I love the drama. And I and I'm I love here every for it. Oh, I'm, I'm ashamed to be here for it, but I am. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. It started. It started as a joke where, not even a joke. Sam was just watching it, and I was like in the room, and I would yeah. just like make passive aggressive comments that's about how dumb it was. And I'm 100 percent invested. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Yeah. Uh, Wahoo. <laughs> so it's uh, obviously been a year, a year plus, and. We're curious uh, how you guys have dealt with the situation. For Chris, Chris has worked his way through the pandemic. He's had to make some adjustments for his job, but he he worked his whole way through it. Um, even got some unique opportunities because of it uh, with youth camp and his online ministry uh, opportunities that he started up. And then I got uh, fired, got put on unemployment, got called back to work, quit, and moved across the state. So we're curious... At how your guys' experience has yeah. been. I mean, mine has been all over the place. I feel like just, I mean, pandemic aside, this past year has been a ton of transition and change for me. Because right when the pandemic hit, I was uh, three months out from graduating college. So I did my last couple months of university online and just like trying to navigate that. And then released an album and then moved to another state and then started the <laughs> band with my sister and uh, did freelancing um picked up a new job along the way so they're like i feel like even just pandemic aside it's just been a ton yeah. of change like personally for me mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. i've been really grateful for the whole transition to a virtual because i'm still teaching voice lessons so now that everything is virtual it's given me so much more flexibility to mm. do more creative projects because I'm not driving everywhere during the week. So everything that like went online was like so good for us, I feel like. Yeah. It was really, really good just to give us that flexibility to just really put our heads down and work on music. But yeah, but Faith moved in with us uh, during the pandemic, so that was awesome and chaotic and crazy mm. all at the same time. <laughs> mm-hmm. But honestly, like... This past year has been pretty good for us. It's been very good for us in terms of just growing and healing and having that time and space to heal Mm -hmm. with how everything slowed down and just being able to process everything. So life's life's been good. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy how how much that can vary from person to person, how Mm -hmm. the experience has been. Absolutely. This uh, project of Mother Lion, you guys, current project, your band, your your, uh, creative outlet, is it? Do you, do you think that in some way, if it wasn't for the pandemic, this might not have happened? Hmm. That's possible. 
Well, we we had been dreaming of making music for years as sisters yeah. because mm-hmm. we were making music separately, and but it just never worked out because we were always in different states, and so yeah, so this was always a dream. So I think whether COVID had happened or not, this would have happened at some point. Like it was kind of inevitable. I feel like yeah, us working together as mother line was totally inevitable. But I I don't know if we would have launched into a song a week if we had still been in the like in the rhythm of going to work every day and doing That's a true. commute every day. That's true. So I feel like we totally would have still been together making music but maybe not in that capacity. Yeah. So the you you hinted at it the project of uh, a song a week where did that come from and just give us the the backdrop that sets up Motherline is putting out a song every week in 2021 mm, yeah so when we started I mean just like talking about what we were gonna do as Mother Lion and what it meant to be Mother Lion it was a couple months of us just kind of like dawdling around, twiddling our thumbs, mm-hmm. like not really knowing where we were going, what we were doing. And then our brother Dylan actually suggested that we do a song a week because he had heard of this other artist called Russ, if you guys have heard of him. Um, he's an awesome rap artist and yeah. he's totally yeah. independent and he has released so much music because he's done a song a week for for a while now. So. Wow. Um, so yeah, so we were just really inspired by that. And he's really cool because he's been very transparent. Russ has been very transparent on his social media on like his independent artist journey and how he went with a label for a while and then he decided to stay independent. So it was just very inspiring, like him being able to be so open and, and talk about his journey. And it was like, wow, I feel like we could do this. Mm -hmm. So that's really what it started with was like, okay, we don't really have a direction. We have this concept that would give us a lot of direction and would be very challenging and excites us Mm -hmm. and so it just felt like the right thing to do Mm -hmm. yeah it was terrifying at first (laughs) (laughs) but we went i want to hear more about that did you did you process it differently was there one of you that was like more excited another more cautious what do you think about that oh yeah i am very ambitious i've always been been ambitious my entire life yeah. So this concept was like electrifying to me. It was so exciting. Like I'm always go bigger, but go home. I'm always like the visionary, the huge dreamer. I think I can conquer the world, <laughs> definitely to my detriment. But that's just my personality. Whereas Faith, on the other hand, I mean, I wanted to take it slow. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Wait, wait a second. Uh huh. <laughs> like at this point, I had only been producing music for about six months which is insane because she's fantastic and phenomenal and brilliant thank you i appreciate those kind words but uh, (laughs) but, like at that point i was like i barely know what i'm doing much less being able to do this like in a matter of like basically only like a a four-week span per song to really work Hmm. on that like that is a vacuum seal of a song process right there so I was like, uh, that sounds stressful. That sounds terrible. So no. <laughs> but then like the more the more we thought about it, the more, you know, I really chewed on it a little bit. It was like, wow, this would be the ultimate challenge. This would be I, I kind of went into it thinking like this is school. Like this is mm. my hmm. school right yep. now. This is going to be an intensive process for me to get better at my craft, to have homework assignments and very strong deadlines and mm-hmm. like 
what better way to just grow at such a rapid at such a rapid pace? Mm-hmm. So yeah, eventually I came around and I was like, you know what? Let's go for it. <laughs> And yeah, no regrets. It was seriously learned so much, not just about music and producing, but about who we are as artists mm-hmm. and who we are as people and as sisters mm-hmm. and working together and collaborators. So yeah, it's yeah. been wild. Mm-hmm. Before Mother Lion, I knew Vanessa under the name Jane, mm-hmm. and I wanted to talk for a moment because I know, and I. We, we follow each other on Instagram, or at least I follow you on Instagram, and I've seen your transition over the years talking about your experience with the persona, and I just wanted to take a moment to, to dissect that and, and wonder how that journey affected you to who you are today. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, like I said, like when we were talking about Olivia Rodrigo, like I've always been like a very emotional person. I've always wanted to self-express those are definitely two of my core values is self-expression and freedom. And so having that freedom to self-express and to um, digest how I'm feeling, it was really vital to me and really important to me. So I've always wanted to be an artist. So Jane kind of was this amalgamation of what I wanted to be. Um, mm-hmm. So as I was processing through Jane, then I... I was realizing that I was trying too hard to be something I wasn't, right? It wasn't honest. It wasn't true. Even though I love the music that I put out then, my whole mindset and thought process behind everything was, um, what do other people want to hear, you know? And that wasn't a healthy place for me to create from. And so a couple years into it, I was like, I'm done. Like, I just, I want a fresh start. So then I started creating as myself, just as Vanessa Potiger. And those are two, I only released two songs before starting Mother Lion, but those are two of my absolute favorite songs because they were so incredibly honest. And that was Mm -hmm. something that had been difficult for me as Jane was to be as honest and to be as vulnerable. So yeah, but then now creating as Mother Lion, it's been so interesting having my desire to be vulnerable and my desire to self-express met with Faith's kind of... She doesn't come at it from a vulnerable place as much. She comes at it from more of storytelling. Mm. She wants Mm. to tell a story where I want to just put my emotions on the page. So it's Mm -hmm. been so crazy. Like having our two modes of creativity coming together and putting these songs out. Because you can definitely hear that. I mean... We can hear that at least where I've pulled the vulnerability from faith, mm-hmm. but she's crafted my emotions into stories. So it's cool how we've like balanced each other out in that. Mm-hmm. Faith, would you mind taking a moment to talk about your uh, earlier projects? You said you dropped an album. Yeah, so I previously released music under um, the name Victoria the Ninth. And um, yeah, that's been back since like 2018 too. And... Um, I just, I feel like I had been writing songs since I was 16, and so I just came to a point where I was like, I have to get these out of my head. And so it was around like 2021, where I found a producer, and I was like, I just have all of these songs, and by that point I probably had like 100, like no joke. Wow. And I was like, well, I'm not going to release 100 songs, so let's start with these seven. <laughs> and um, <sighs> And I just like... 
just hit the ground running. And it is fascinating now to be partnering together and just see such, like what drove me to make music and what drove you to, to make music. I always say this, I literally just have these songs, this, this sound stuck in my head and I just have to get it out or it'll drive me crazy. And so that's what a lot of these songs were. I was like, I just gotta get them out. And so it's really funny. I feel like I stumbled into being an independent artist. Like I, I didn't care about brand. I didn't care about aesthetic. I just wanted the songs to get out there and for me to be proud of them. And um, so that's kind of like how Victoria the Ninth came about. Like I, I wanted to put out love songs that I'd just written over the course of the teenage years. <laughs> And, um, but a lot of them also inspired by my best friends falling in love and like their kind of their dating, their engagement, their marriages. And so a lot of the stories and the songs that I've put out aren't even my own personal experiences. Most of them aren't. And so I feel like that's just driven a lot of what Victoria the Ninth is. It's exploration of the stories that are out there that I think should be told and my interpretation of them and how I want to tell them. Super cool. So this is a question that I feel, well, first of all, what's, what is new? So we're moving from six months of a song a week. So what is the new project? What are the new goals? What are you going after? So we haven't announced exactly what it's going to look like moving forward. So stay tuned. Hopefully all of your viewers yeah. can stay tuned. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely going to be um, larger projects. So hmm. um, right now, or what we larger than a song every week. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess when I look at a song, song a day. Week, <laughs> <laughs> when I think about a song a week, I'm thinking I'm literally only looking at one song at a time, right? So yeah. it, it just feels very small. Like they're very small projects. When you're building an album or when you're building yeah. something larger than that, um, it's it's a lot more. You want to think about the cohesiveness of the story all the way through, the sound mm -hmm. all the way through. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what we're going to be working towards now, our albums. Um, but also we really want to explore more on the film side of, of expressing. Mm -hmm. So diving into um, storytelling through film, through um, what am I, short films. And, um, videos, just that kind of content. Yeah, more music videos. We didn't have enough time, honestly, with mm -hmm. doing the song a week to create yeah. and craft music videos. And that was something that I was missing a lot. So this is going to give us more space to really dive into uh, the video side of it. So that's the biggest thing that's coming. Awesome. That's awesome. Well, I want to ask a question that um, journalists will say is off limits because it's too typical. But I'm so curious. What, where does the name come from? Don't spend a lot of time on it because we've got lots of things to talk about. But where does the name Mother Lion come from? Totally. You want to take it? No, you do it. <laughs> Job of explaining. <laughs> I'm talking too much. I love it. <laughs> Well, uh, when we first started, like, brainstorming, um, it's, like, super spiritual. And I know you guys are really spiritual. Um, but basically, I follow this prophet named Lana Vazer. And she's amazing. She's from Australia. And she had this hmm. word that basically said that these women were going to rise up and that they were going to begin building companies and brands and they were going to be entrepreneurs and that their logos or their um, brand names were going to actually come from prophetic words. And that was just what the inspiration was. Hmm. So I started looking at prophetic words that I had received over the years, wow. that Faith had received over the years, and we just pulled from that. So we both heard God tell us that we were going to mother a generation, 
and that um, I specifically was told that I have the voice of a lion. So we mm-hmm. just put those together. Mother, lion, mother, lion. Bada bang, bada bang, bada bang, bada bang. I love it. So where else, this slides us into mother lion uh, process, who are we kind of stuff. Where else do you do we see your spiritual influence in your music? Um, where does God come in as a part of the process, as a part of uh, artistic expression? Where do you see those things intersect? I, I really, I mean, our lives are dependent upon, like, the spirit. I think, like, we operate definitely in, like, a spiritual way, just day to day, who we are. Like, our conversations, I think, are very abstract, very visionary. Like, that, that is what kind of drives us and motivates us. Um, but then, like, even in the process, it's funny because I can, I can point to, like, a literal day, probably after the, you know, six weeks or two months of doing a song a week, and I was like, I'm done. Like, I have no more yeah. music in me. I have no more <laughs> sounds in my brain to put out there. Like, I'm, I can't listen to any more synth sounds. I can't do any more drum tracks. So I was like, I, I can't do this anymore. So, um, God, if you want me to keep doing this, you're going to have to help me produce. You're going to have to yeah. give me new sounds. You're going to have to give me new lyrics to write, new melodies to write. And from that day on, there was just a new wave. Like, it, it sounds cliche. It sounds made up. But it's like, mm-hmm. it seriously was a total breath of fresh air. And that really sustained us all the way until we, like, really thoughtfully um, approached the subject of stopping it in order to focus on larger projects. Mm-hmm. But it, like... It seriously was only sustained by our spiritual lives, mm-hmm. and yeah. just being that being integrated into um, our song lyrics and mm-hmm. what our songs were going to be about. Mm-hmm. There was even one week I don't know if you guys remember this way back in the beginning, where we we were going to release a song. We had it all uploaded. We had the artwork done. It was a totally done song, and um, just two days before it was going to release go public, we kind of took a step back and we we're like, this song doesn't reflect us like hmm. this song i don't think it would be honoring to our values i don't think it would be honoring to god and so and i feel like the holy spirit was part of that decision Agreed, it's like yeah. this this isn't you guys this isn't you know so i think like even to that decision the holy spirit was involved and so to and to writing every single song since then we've yeah. really like been intentional about the messaging that we want to put in and the process and being sustained in the process, for yeah. sure. I don't think it's an exaggeration to say everything comes back to spirit. Yeah, everything right. that we do, all of the lyrics, all of our messaging, all the photo shoots, yeah. like literally everything comes back to our our relationship with the creator, like our relationship with God and how that forms us and how that shapes our identity and how that shapes our music and how that shapes our reality. Like everything, everything comes back to that. I love it. So how do you think the creator feels about the cuss word that you use? <laughs> I think said a curse. I, I think it gets a kick out of it. I think God has a very good sense of humor. And we, that's one of the things that is underrated in the Christian community. <laughs> this is an intervention disguised as a podcast. Oh, we, we, We've had plenty of people intervene. I'm sure you have. We actually have your mother uh, off off screen. She'll be coming in to talk about your naughty words. Oh, man, that's too funny. So is it it fair, though, to say that um, you would want your music to be taken in from a at least a deistic standpoint, if not a like 
I, I hesitate to use the the phrase Christian band because um, yeah. listen through your music, it's not like an outright like Jesus take our hearts. Like it's not <laughs> yeah. it's not like the cheesy stuff. It's you singing about real things and where you brush into the spiritual side. W- would you say that you want to be known as a spiritual band or or like where does Mother Lion intersect with secularism in, in the world in a way? So I mean. The main thing that I feel is that I just want to be as honest to the human experience as possible, whether that be Mm -hmm. my human experience or the human experience of the stories that we're telling. So, I mean, that's one of the reasons that I I love coffee is because it just feels like everyone has those Mm -hmm. oh shit moments. (laughs) (laughs) It's very honest. But at the same time, like the messaging behind it was like, I'm not going to give in to woke culture. I'm not going to give in to... The idea that like we're taking spirituality out of things like I'm mm-hmm. so it's everything comes back to that like I said before so yes we are very spiritual and we're gonna be very vocal about how spiritual we are and how the relationships that we have to God is so vital and important to us but at the same time I don't want to be on Caleb Kayla yeah like I don't want to be no. on like I don't know, like, that doesn't seem like our audience. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't feel like mm-hmm. that is our world, you know? Oh, well, it wouldn't be you. Exactly. Yeah, and sometimes that demographic can feel very limiting, where, like, mm-hmm. you know, if you're viewed as a Christian artist, people automatically go into your music, like, thinking a certain way of you. Where I'd much yeah. rather people listen to our music and then learn that we're Christians, or then learn that we're, like, you know, spiritual and we're open to talking about these things. Mm-hmm. Because I think it definitely, like, there's a connotation attached to it sometimes yep. that I'd, I would rather not be burdened by. But we are going to be totally honest, 1,000% mm-hmm. authentic to who we are, and that's just inevitably a part of us. So uh, we talked about spiritual influence. What are your musical influences? What are some of the artists that you um, you think have inspired your musical journey? What is your genre? I mean, that's a lot of questions, but go anywhere you'd like. <laughs> We're, we definitely have roots in jazz, like, first sure. and foremost. That's, like, what we sang as kids. We just, like, sang along to Frank Sinatra, like, mm. fly me to the moon, you know, eight years old, probably. Yeah. So we've, we've always loved jazz, been really inspired by it. And Ella Fitzgerald and mm-hmm. her voice, for mm-hmm. sure, I think has inspired both of our vocal styles. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, like, modern artists, Billie Eilish is a big one. Um, for me, well, for both of us, Kimbra, she's kind of like a, not as well known, but she was a huge influence yeah. for sure. Her style, mm-hmm. her songwriting style, her production style. Um, for me in production, John Bellion is another one. Oh, yeah. He's just a hard hitter. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Like, you put that sound in there? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just cool. Um, yeah, you got any other ones? Uh... I don't know. I think you hit the main ones. Um, I also, honestly, this sounds like really out there because we don't sound anything like him, <laughs> but Kendrick Lamar is honestly one of my biggest uh, musical heroes and just the way that he can translate his spiritual journey and his message in such a relevant way through his music. Yeah. And he's one of the people that wanted that made me want to get into rap, so... That's why I was like really excited to start exploring rapping in the context of Mother Lion. 90s kids, um, 90s kids. I wanted to talk, 90s kids, I exactly. To talk that exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. 
Um, Zen Garden is probably my favorite song that we've done. Um, but yeah, Kendrick is definitely a huge influence for me. Oh wait, we didn't answer all of those questions because it was kind of a lot. Do you want us to just keep talking? <laughs> As a general rule, yes. <laughs> so um, you could tell me like what your what what genre if you had to nail it down. I think that's an interesting question. I think it can be limiting, but what do you think about that question? I think it's funny that that you said it can be lim- limiting because we literally say alternative pop because it's not as limiting. Can mean anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It could, it, that is the most mm-hmm. vague genre you could possibly yeah. <laughs> So that is the genre. We classify mm. ourselves as alternative pop music. Yep. It gives what us a nothing burger of a phrase. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like we don't want to put ourselves in a box. Yeah, like, yeah I get we that. We want to be able to explore... How, whatever kind of genres because like we said we have a lot of ja- jazz we pull from lo-fi we pull from hip-hop um, hip- hip-hop we Rap. pull from 70s we pull from yeah. musical theater r&b so, mm. yeah. yeah who wants to say also pop music in general just doesn't stick to a genre anymore anyways true mm-hmm. so but yeah. pop i love the variety because i've been listening back through the the catalog and because they are standalone singles in a way and not like an album like a uh I don't know how to say a concise thematic uh, single release. Mm-hmm. It's like sometimes you're listening to music and you're listening to albums in, of artists and you're like, oh, this just sounds the same. This just sounds like this thing. This just sounds like this thing. And you guys don't seem to be running into that problem. Everything kind of hits different and, to steal a Gen Z phrase. <laughs> <laughs> I think our problem is that sometimes they're too different <laughs> where we have coffee and then we have borrow which i feel like are two very different vibes one's like very lo-fi one is like crazy out there who even knows what it is but it's like more in the line of pop so i feel like i definitely presented myself the opportunity as a producer like we're just gonna go with any sound that comes to mind anything mm-hmm. that's inspiring you that week let's go with anything it. Goes. we totally went with it by the end, I was like, okay, maybe we should rain it a little bit. <laughs> let's, let's not scare people away. Just, like, throw them out, throwing them out into the universe, you know. <laughs> but it was definitely an exciting opportunity to just, like, allow ourselves that freedom. Yeah. To just not yeah. have to make something thematic, not have to make something that did really go cohesively. It really was whatever the, the week's inspiration was. That's what we went with. Mm-hmm. So what does your process look like? Um, I, what what is the division of labor like, Vanessa? Do you take a lot of roles? I hear Faith, you're doing a lot of the producing. So, uh, what does that look like for you guys? What's the process? Yeah, let's just walk it through. Yeah, so I feel like by the second or th- second month, we really found a good rhythm where hmm. I would kind of be down in the studio and I would produce like a a beat, and it would be like an eight bar loop that we could just put on loop in the background, and um. It would definitely provide a very concrete, like, vibe, mood, um, whether it was major or minor, and we would just kind of... So I would have that made. We would sit down in the studio with that in the background and just write the song together and be like, okay, so what? what is this vibe? Like, mm-hmm. what does this... What message is this instrumental trying to say? Because, mm-hmm. like, you know, every instrumental has something that it's trying to say. It, it, it already has an attitude. So you don't want to, <laughs> like... Da, da, ba, ba. Oh, I'm mm-hmm. sad. Oh man, yeah, I'm sad. Yeah. You know, it's just like it are, it's already giving you something to sing about. 
Let's so go. we would write the songs together, mm-hmm. um, sometimes go separately, and like maybe I would write a hook and you would write a whole verse by yourself, mm-hmm. um, but then record the song together. You would take over mixing the vocals and editing the vocals, mm-hmm. and then I would take over the last bit of the process and like kind of bringing the vocals in, making it cohesive, finishing it off. And then your husband, Mattis, would um, be the one who polishes it completely and brings it to a full mix and then full mastering, which is just like the last, you know, polishing it off, basically. And then the song would be done. And then we would make the artwork and you would do the upload. Mm -hmm. And that's it. And that's the song. Song done. Zippity zap. Yeah. It was like a well-oiled machine by the end. (laughs) That's funny that you say that. I was very curious if you would have a... A pipeline or if you were kind of you know more freestyle but because uh, I think in more process and pipeline so I heard a story that I'm hoping you can tell because my wife told me about some improvisation in Ingenue could you tell me because that would be like an anomaly in the process could, could you tell me what that was like yeah. absolutely that was one of that was definitely one of my favorites to record because mm-hmm. um, conceptually we didn't write a melody so all we had was the chorus and then I just wrote some prose for, it didn't even rhyme, like it was literally just prose for the verses. And the concept was we were just gonna go into the studio and just riff whatever melodies came to mind for those two verses. And that was it. And then we just comped it together what we felt like we liked. And it was really cool going into the studio because Faith, so I was singing that one, so Faith was, you know, tracking. And every once in a while, like, I'd do a run, and she was like, that, do that again. <laughs> uh, one I specifically remember is, uh, yellow color butterfly. The first time she said, I was like, oh my god, we are re-recording that. Keep that, yeah. <laughs> making it, that is in. I was, oh, yeah. Yeah, so that one was really, really fun to record. That's the only one that we did that way. But that was yeah. very experimental. But I love the end result. It was oh cool. my gosh, it was magical. <laughs> What do you guys think your uh, personal favorites are for out of the out of the the catalog you've amassed since January, which is insane? Um, <laughs> yeah. What what could you pick out as like maybe it's your favorite sounding? Maybe it was your baby that you really wanted to see come to fruition. What do you think your uh, what's each of your favorite songs and why? I love that question. Mm. Um, my top favorite by far, because I like I said before, my main motivation in creating is self expression. So Zen Garden is by far my favorite Um, because it, like I said before too, um, I'm just very spiritual. So like everything comes back to that. So the fact that I was able to lay out my spiritual journey and the wrestling that I've had to go through, but also like the triumph that I feel and knowing what, like what my demons are and knowing that I've won and knowing that I have the victory and knowing that in the end, that zen garden like that holy of holies like that is the cornerstone of my life so that is by far my favorite song because it was just so personal to me in my journey mm-hmm. uh, it's so hard for me like literally i'm just sitting here listening to you talk and i'm still trying to decide on a favorite <laughs> um i would have to say my top two i have top two Intimidating and oh. what we got is good. Mm. And I think it's, uh, I love that. I mean, we just are, are so fundamentally different in how we approach music. Like yours was emotional honesty and true mm-hmm. to your experience. Mine, I definitely approach it from a producer mentality where my favorite songs are the ones where I wouldn't change a thing. Like mm. it came out just like I wanted it to. 
I didn't add too much. There wasn't anything that I needed to add. And so it's just like, that's it. I don't want to touch it. It's perfect. And so there aren't, I'm kind of sad that there aren't many songs that have really turned out that way. Like I am so Mm. proud of every single one. But if I had just given it like an extra couple weeks, like just a couple more listen overs, you know, I think I would have taken something out. Oh, that needs to be in there. I would have done that differently. Just me being kind of the perfectionist that I am. Mm. But those two songs, I wouldn't touch them. And that's just the best feeling in the world. Also, okay, Intimidating is like just such a fire song anyway. I know. Just because she used, uh, what was the, the... It's a Vivaldi sample. Yes. And to put like a trap beat behind Vivaldi is like, (laughs) it's just genius. It's just genius. It's so good. So proud of that one. Uh, Chris and I, when we first got on, we started talking earlier today before you guys even got here. We we just passively, I asked, I was like, what, what's your favorite song? It turns out we both have a, a favorite, the exact same favorite song for uh, you guys. It's uh, Paralysis is our is our hey, favorite song. That's nice. a good one. Um, I don't know why for Chris, but for me, it's like, it sums up, one, kind of how I feel every day when my alarm goes off at like six in the morning and then i hit the snooze button a bunch of times like now you got to move uh but also just like the early pandemic of just like okay i guess i'm playing video games in my underwear for the ninth day (laughs) yeah Yeah, i was i I just love the vibe of that song it's one of those that i could put in the background like around anyone and like everyone can enjoy that you said lo-fi at one point and i think that like you said you go all over the place but that describes a lot of what you do mm-hmm. and uh which i'm very into right now and it's very very good for a, a, you know a car ride it's it's so it's easy to vibe to as yeah. they say yeah. yeah yeah absolutely i love that you chose that song too because we showed that song to our little brother dylan and he was like man these are giving me some like oh Bye. <laughs> and he, he's like, maybe you should like throw a sitar in there or something. And I'm like, that's Oof. the craziest idea I've ever heard. I was like, we're doing it. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> so I made its way in the end, and every time I hear it, I laugh. I'm like, we put a sitar. We put a sitar in our second song. <laughs> we were so experimental. I love it. Oh man. Yeah. I also love what I think I believe is the last song of the project. Bugatti. Is that true? Is that yeah. the last one? Yeah. I I love it. I don't know. Um, my sister-in-law said it's it's very different from a lot of the other things that you've done. Which you know you could say that about a bunch of the songs, but that's another one that I uh, I can tell that it's experimental. I don't know if you would describe that particular song that way, but oh, like absolutely. I can tell. Yeah, yeah, I can tell that about you guys. I know maybe because it's I know you guys, but um, I, I loved it, and I, I think I appreciated a lot of um, the risks and the experiments. Like I really appreciate that. Yeah, that one definitely was like a journey sonically, and mm-hmm. especially how it all just lays over that bass line. Like it's a yeah, it's a vibe. Yeah, I love that one too. <laughs> and I think I got to express like my more dramatic side with it too. Oh like, yeah, those chorus vocals. We're ridiculous. Like we yeah. are ridiculous. Like yeah. as people, like. As human beings, me and Faith, our relationship is ridiculous. Like, yeah. Yeah. always making, like, stupid voices, yeah. always bursting out into song. So that just felt like the perfect conclusion. That song is very true to who we are. Absolutely. Definitely. Absolutely. The last song what we wanted to mention, um, I Got You, which uh, I was listening to even earlier today, getting ready for the interview as well. And I couldn't help but, like, Emily was 
doing dishes or something i just walked over and started dancing with her in the in the kitchen so that's a that's a that's a nice song and it hit hits the heart it's good yeah yeah, yeah that's that one. that's another one that kind of hits close to home yeah because those lyrics like I mean, again, it's very true of our relationship. Like, yeah. there aren't many people that we would say those lyrics to, but, mm-hmm. like, we are... Yeah, that's us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was funny. When we first started writing it, we knew that we wanted, like, a song that was about, like, friends that was really personal, but it wasn't until we finished that the song that we were like, oh, this is about each other. I know. Oh. <laughs> this is nice. <laughs> A surprise unto the artists themselves. <laughs> so I'd like to take the conversation to what might be a, a more serious tone. What? I, so every time I look up Mother Lion on Spotify, I see your monthly listeners. And I assume you do as well. And this is what I honestly, 100% honest, every time I see it, I think... That makes no sense to me at all. <laughs> they make better music than That's anyone our I know. That's too. Thank, uh, yeah. <laughs> so how do you process that? I- I'm glad to hear it. You you think that as well. But how do you process low listens? Do- how do you process that as artists? Yeah, and full full transparency. That's something Chris and I argue about, or whether or not we should even look at people who listen to this yeah. show. Because like when it does great, we're so like high up there. And then we'll do like an episode on pro wrestling and no one listens to it. And, he, and Chris is like, oh, do we stay the course? Like, Chris, if no one listens, it's just, it's just you and me having a project here. <laughs> yep. mm-hmm. We get it. Oh, man. We, we rode that roller coaster for sure. <laughs> for sure. Still riding it. Still riding it. Honestly, like, I'm grateful for the low listens, honestly. Like, genuinely. Because it brought me to a point where I literally told God, like, I give up. Like, I know that I'm doing this and I'm going to keep doing this because obviously I have a partner in this. Obviously we have an audience. Obviously, like I've said I'm going to do, I've committed to it, so I'm going to keep doing it, but I'm done. I'm done trying. Like, I'm Hmm. done putting my heart into this. I'm done putting my soul into this because it's just too painful. And I got to that point. And when I did get to that point, I just felt the Holy Spirit was saying, you know, this is where I, I, you needed to be. Like, you needed to hit rock bottom. And the reason why was because I recognized, well, the Holy Spirit told me, that my ambition had turned into an idol. Hmm. So I had been so focused on growth. I had been so focused on numbers. I had been so focused on having an audience, on building wealth through an audience that I was completely forgetting that that's not my focus. That's never my focus. My focus is always 1000% of the time is worshiping God, is worshiping my creator and is putting him first. And the reason I do music is because he put music inside of me. And if I don't use music, then I'm not honoring what he has put inside of me. That's the only reason I do it. And if I do it for any other reason, then I am I am killing my soul. Like, that's what it felt yeah. like. Was It was killing my soul. Mm-hmm. And now, like, now that I've come to this place, like, I recognize that if we do gain an audience, praise God, that's cool, that's yeah. awesome. But I know that that's not going to feed my spirit mm-hmm. because that's not why I'm doing this. So, honestly, like, that is the genuine answer. Like, I'm grateful for the low numbers because it brought me to that place where it's never going to feed my soul. You know, like I know where my soul is being fed. It definitely 
forced us to ask why. Like, yeah. why are we doing this? Why are we doing music? Why have we ever done music? It's because we have to. Like, yeah. there's there's no other option for us. Literally. I know for me, there's no other option. And, um, yeah, so I, I'm... Man, maybe I haven't reached the point of healing where I can say I'm grateful for the low number. <laughs> I'm, I'm grateful for the opportunity to reflect and to be, you know, brought back to the present moment. Um, but yeah, it's it definitely has been for the better because I think we're we're better artists for it. We're better people for it, and um, I'm proud of us, you know, for yeah. having pushed forward and for staying dedicated for staying faithful for staying positive and you know still persevering past when like you know the numbers don't reflect it and when engagement doesn't reflect it and uh, we've learned so much like how Mm. important marketing is and how important the messaging and the branding is and Mm -hmm. and how there are some things that are simply out of our hands and simply out of our control and we just have to be okay with those things so i mean it has been the hardest teacher, but it has taught us so much. Yeah. So what do you hope that a listener feels or, or walks away with after listening to your music? Maybe the answer is different for one song versus your whole discography. What do you hope somebody gains or learns or feels after experiencing your art? Oh, do you have an answer? (sighs) Yeah. I mean, it just keeps going back to how everything comes back to spirit for me. And that's always going to be my answer. Yeah. And so I, my hope is that someone who listens to our music is really listening to the lyrics and really taking to heart the dynamic layers of what it means to be human Mm. and what it means to be spiritual as well as human well, because that is what we are, is we are spirit. And so what I would love for an, a listener to feel is just how complex life is, but know mm-hmm. that it's a celebration at the yeah. same time. Yeah. And know that they can join in on our celebration yeah. of how complex this crazy life is. Yeah. Because like we've found so much joy and so much love and so much meaning and... I really feel like that comes through in our music, like our relationship. So to offer that, that I don't know, that, that joining in of the celebration of life, like that's, that's what I want someone to walk away with. And I think, it, I think a lot of our songs do come back to hope. And hmm. like, you know, there's beauty to be found in the everyday moments, even if those moments get really messy and look really dark sometimes, like there is still hope. And we can find that in each other. And I mean, hopefully our songs point to hope found in God, ultimately. But I think just like, there is beauty in life everywhere. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of our songs point to that. Yeah. So I hope that's something that comes across loud and clear. Yeah, I love that. Reminds me of the uh, quote from Socrates, the unexamined life is not worth living. Amen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So true.
So, you guys talked about a new album dropping, maybe some video stuff. We're just curious, are there any dates in the future that our listeners and your listeners should be paying attention to? Yeah, so we are super excited to announce that we are going to be dropping three EPs this fall. We are going to drop the Aphrodite EP, the Athena EP, and the Artemis EP. One in September, October, and November. Yeah, we're really excited. That's fantastic. I'm looking forward to it already just from the names alone. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's so fun. Aphrodite, Athena, and what was the third one? Artemis. It's going to be good. That's going to be so fun. Wow, the inside scoop. (laughs) It's true. You guys are awesome. Uh, We love you. I think our listeners are going to love you, and uh, I hope they love your music as well. Thank you so much. This This has been been amazing. (laughs) Awesome conversation. I'm loving it. Yes. We love diving in deep, and you guys definitely took us there, so thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah, super happy we were able to make this happen. Before we let you guys go, can you let our listeners know where they can find you everywhere and and whatnot yeah so we are streaming on any music platform that you guys listen to spotify apple music um but the best way to find it all is just www.motherlionmusic.com fantastic awesome some sick merch on there too huh oh yeah isn't that fun i love our stuff (laughs) i wear that hat every day basically (laughs) (laughs) all right well mario and i are going to be back here for some recommendations and some closing thoughts but until then we'll be right back we'll be right back Mario, talk to me about plants. Uh, yeah, they're green and sometimes have other colors. <laughs> they really often have other colors, to be honest. Yeah, but mostly green. And you can get those plants at Patchwork Planting. You can get them at their roadside stand on Moortown Road in Sweet Valley, Pennsylvania. You can get them on the Instagram and, and Facebook. You can contact her to get stuff to even delivered. They're doing vegetable boxes. Did you know that? I didn't know that. And if you're like, wow, that is way too far, take a road trip you deserve you deserve a break from your hectic life yeah and what better destination than traveling off on the road as the sun sets behind you driving Mm. through the night as the sun rises again to get yourself some fresh produce and flowers and floral needs (laughs) you can find them at pw planting or patchworkplanting.com it's in the pods i think this is the first podcast where i didn't burp right into the mic (laughs) welcome back welcome back that was a lot of fun i genuinely loved that so so much i think even if i hated it i would say that i loved it but i loved it yeah it was really good and i hope that like as as long as the lord tarries is that the way the the phrase goes as long as Uh, as long as it Mm -hmm. keeps going maybe we'll have him back one day that was a that was really a lot of fun i'm looking forward to anything they put out in the future I loved it. So we have some recommendations. And so this is how we're going to do recommendations. I believe uh, some of you have just met Mother Lion because you listen to Welcome Back. And some of you have just met us because you listen to Mother Lion. So what I would like to do is uh, Mario and I are both, we always end the show with a recommendation. So we just recommend something we've been reading, watching, listening to, etc. So we are each going to recommend a Mother Lion song and a Welcome Back episode um, to satisfy both of those groups of people that might be listening. If you're listening because you know Mother Lion, check out this old Welcome Back episode. If you're listening from Welcome Back, check out this Mother Lion song. Um, so I will go first because I want to make sure that I take this Mother Lion song. Um, I mentioned it. It's my favorite. And Paralysis is the one I think you should listen to. It, uh, Like they said, it was her second song. Um, it's 
Very, very easy listening, and I think you should check it out. Very, very good. My welcome back episode I think you should listen to. I recommend episode number nine. It was called Love. Um, it was a Valentine's Day special that we released a month after Valentine's Day because we were just learning. <laughs> we were just we babes in the podcasting world. So episode nine, Love, I think you should go back and check it out. And uh, for the backers, I think you guys should check out a song we didn't mention in the interview, but uh, Fight or Flight, I think, is uh, a really great song especially how it deals with like the painful parts of relationships and if you are listening to welcome back for the first time uh, again welcome back to the show we're happy to have you guys here and we hope we'll be welcoming you back again in the future but if you are looking for something to check out in our back catalog i'd say start out at episode one we, we talked about our experiences with halloween um it's one of my favorite episodes and it's at the beginning and yeah uh, on top of that check out anything that isn't the wrestling episode unless you're a fan of pro wrestling because that was our worst episode uh but yeah definitely check out no it was the, it was the least listened to <laughs> i, I <laughs> love that episode i love me that too episode. me too um but yeah fight or flight for a mother lion or the halloween episode episode one all right well we want to thank you for joining us at the table in our conversation with mother lion Never going to be anything like it. It was incredible. We loved it. We want to make some shout outs. Um, first of all, I want to shout out Jake's sister for stitching us on TikTok. What a delight to find that. Yeah, uh, Emily. Yes, 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 yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. So uh, Emily used to be Emily Mead. Don't know what her last name is now. Uh, but <laughs> she said I have a golden voice. So that's yes, she did. that compliment's going to carry me for the next six months. So thank you for that. <laughs> um, I, this morning I got a couple tweets about our... our uh, most recent episode that dropped today and i just wanted to read them it's gonna be weird because of timeline stuff but i want to read it anyway because i just appreciate the feedback so we posted a welcome back talk or no no no, bo burnham episode one dropped today and i got two responses one was from jake mead he said uh he loved the new episode looking forward to part two and you should look forward to it bo burnham part two if you uh, are a bo burnham fan fan check it out it was a couple weeks ago and make Uh, sure to listen to inside before going to episode two true so true and we also got one from Ben. Uh, don't call him Fluff, or maybe do. I don't know. He hasn't told me yet. Uh, he said, episodes two weeks in a row with the promise of an episode next week. And he puts the Vince McMahon back in his chair gif. Like, <laughs> like uh, he's so surprised. Listen, you you joined in late, pal. We had a really good streak going mm-hmm. of not missing a single week. Um, but then we did. So thank you for pointing it out. I love that he listens to pretty much every episode, but... Even though he knows that we struggle with whether or not to use his nickname, he hasn't told us. It just takes, he hasn't, it just takes he a tweet. Hasn't put an end to the mystery. <laughs> yep. Release us. <laughs> Let us know. Yeah, and let me retweet your stuff, too. Because that needs retweeted. Um, shout out to, of course, our significant others, Emily and Sam, for supporting us emotionally as we go through this uh, non-therapy session. Uh, shout out to... who? Who else recently messaged me about this i don't know man your story i should have wrote it down I'll but it thank down. you to all you guys who are, who are listening I'll, I'll try to write it down for next time but uh tony of course giving us the he he listens to every single one gives us notes on it not just as a uh, a network head but as as a friend letting us yeah. know that he enjoyed the content shout out so we'll catch you on the wire at welcome back wire on all your social media platforms facebook instagram 
the tweets. Uh, TikTok, we just posted a TikTok recently. I hope to get back into it. They're all ready for you to follow. Um, and also you can check out Welcome Back on YouTube for full episodes, video episodes of Welcome Back. Yeah, if you're listening Talk. on the IWEP Network feed, there is much more content than that. All of the Welcome Back Talks are uh, exclusively on the Welcome Back uh, channel, feed, places to listen to the pod. Um, But if you're on those right now, be sure to hop on over to the IWP Network feed where there's a ton of great shows with a ton of different personalities giving their takes on a plethora of subjects. We've talked about them before, and I really want to talk to to Tony about some upcoming things he has. Yeah, yeah. And you can find me online at Chris McNaney. You can find me online at Mario Miley. Until next time, we'll be right back. Be right back. Okay. If we start shouting out Abaddon, are we going to talk to uh, Tony about getting some kickbacks? I want like a free tattoo. Yeah, that's fine. I want like a heart with mom in the middle. <laughs> I tried to get those those gift certificates. <laughs> um, who's our, do we have any new ads? We should make up ads. We could. This episode of Welcome Back is brought to you by The Color Red. Oh. <laughs> Feeling blue? Turn it up a notch. Red will keep you going. The fire, the food, we are happy to have you with all different types of lights, but exclusively the red shades. I like it. (laughs) This is the direction I thought you were going. Shout out to one of our favorite sponsors, Tony's Baloney, on the food truck there out in Shavertown, uh, Pennsylvania. We are so thankful for Tony for uh, his great sandwiches, his delightful sandwiches out of his food truck. Uh, You can check him out on Carverton in Shavertown. That's Tony's Baloney food truck. Please tell me that's a made-up place. Totally made-up, yeah. Is it really? That's, yeah, that's the direction I thought you were going. You freaking <laughs> nailed it, too. I was like, is this a real place? I just imagine someone driving out there. <laughs> Where's the food truck? Oh, oh, what if we did, like, anti-reads? Like... Like tearing down somebody? No. <laughs> like, doing an ad read for someone who isn't a sponsor. Be like, this episode of Welcome Back is not brought to you by... Ooh. Uh, Amazon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Want want anything? Go to Amazon. <laughs> Flaming hot Cheetos.